I don't know what's real. I don't know what's not real. Limited Capacity is a collection of six darkly amusing stories about the mysterious ways we interact with the internet and with each other. There's something going on with him. It's like an act. I don't trust him. What? You're staring at me like I should say something, but I don't really know what to do here. That's the whole name of the game. Don't talk about how the town isn't real. Do you understand? Limited Capacity. Available now on CBC Listen or wherever you get your podcasts. This is a CBC Podcast. Um, I'm just going to say, I thought you were blind. Well, <laughs> oh, I thought so too. I've been waiting for to, for, to figure out what, what's really going on here. Cause <laughs> what did you say? We're meeting a girl with eye cancer. Yeah. Uh, okay. Yeah. Basically that was, oh, that, I mean, I there we go. I didn't, I didn't hear eye Spoiler cancer. Spoiler alert. Oh. Uh, I just heard, I just heard blind. And yeah. then, and then I actually had a thought before you got out of the elevator. I was like, I'm just going to sit really still and see if she notices me like how blind is she <laughs> and you look right blind. at me <laughs> yeah because i was oh, when, so when i walked in and started talking to you i was i was like i, I think she's looking at me like i i <laughs> oh think she God, knows that i'm here dude that's funny. so funny <laughs> i love that so well i guess uh, we should dive right into it okay. ashley hello hi uh thank you for first of all thank you for um taking some time out of you we were just talking before you started recording i, I feel like i have to tell everybody this but uh, you were just, you just landed. So you're from, you live with, with Santa Claus. I do. You're, you're from the North Pole. Yep. Uh, but you have just flown in from Bristol in England because you were at the Spice Girls a couple of days ago, like for their final tour. Yep. Scale Yellow. one to 10. How, how, like, how good was it? Oh, beyond a 10. Everything. I remember when I was six years old, I got my first Walkman and Spice World was the, uh, I guess the cassette that I got. Yeah. And I was at this concert thinking six-year-old Ashley would just be so proud of herself right now. Right? This is insane. It is. It is. A, I mean, that. I mean, I. Okay. How old are you? 29. Okay. I'm 31. Yeah. Which Spice Girl were you when you were growing up? Always Ginger. Yeah, I was baby. <laughs> I, I hung out with. I, I only hung out with Brianna Colford when I was growing up on Judy Ann Court. And me, her, and like her friends would play Spice Girls. Like, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of jealous. Like, I wish I was... That, See, I'm, and it was pouring rain, and they were wearing the cutest little ponchos over their outfits. It was adorable. <laughs> oh my God, was it everything awesome. that you've ever wanted? It was unreal. could have imagined it more? It was unreal. And yeah. when I was in grade three, my teacher loved Spice Girls, and he, he like, had posters on the wall and, like, talked in a British accent all the time. It was great. <laughs> it was really good. Really? Yeah. Have you guys seen Spice World? Uh, yeah. It's a completely underrated movie. Yeah, it's, totally. It, Parker Posey. Man, did you guys, like, I remember not, not so recently, but like maybe a year ago, rewatching the video for, um, uh, yo, I'll tell you what I want, what I really, what is that song? Uh, Zig well, Zig? Uh, bum, I should know what it's called. Yeah. And they're like, you know, the, the video. Spice up your life. Uh, wanna be. If you want to be, be my, my life. Yeah. yeah. And they're walking through that, like, the whole video is them just walking through this, like, I don't know, like, mansion party kind of thing. And, like, it's, like, room by room. 
They basically copied like the Backstreet Boys Everybody music video, but just made it not like a haunted house. Uh, yeah, basically. <laughs> okay. But I remember rewatching that going, whoa, this is like, no wonder I was loving this as a kid. It was so nipply. It was the <laughs> most like, it, it was like R rated. Like really? I was, kind of, yes, man. I was specifically Sporty Spice. Or sorry, Scary Spice. Scary, like, oh yeah, no, she still Spice, was nipply. She was literally. She was still nipply. Oh yeah, but oh. Sporty Spice is so fit. Oh yeah. Well, Afterwards, I had to Google how old she was, and she's I think forty seven, and she is hot. My, like, my thing she was, was she became my new favorite. To be honest. Oh, interesting. Oh, yeah. The thing, the thing that I couldn't. Um, well, this is turned into that, a Spice Girls. Podcast. The thing that frustrated me so much as a <laughs> as like a grade three year old kid was like. I couldn't understand why the Spice Girls didn't all date the Backstreet Boys. Like why they why they weren't I, to me it just made sense that they all should have been in romantic relationships together. They definitely I'm sure they were. Hung out. Oh yeah. I'm sure at some point. I know? always wanted the little mermaid to date a ninja turtle, but I didn't get <laughs> <laughs> uh, so again we have Bridie here just, uh, filling in for Tay. Uh, hey thank you. Thank you, my life. Um, and and again, so I guess we'll we'll come right back to it. Yeah, we, we. You guys thought Ashley was gonna come in here blind. I actually didn't know. I was like, maybe she'll have one eye. I yeah. don't know. I'm looking at your eyes, but I don't think either Do of them are glass. They both look real. They look. They both look real. Are to be fair, they are real. Yeah, for sure. To be fair, I have twenty twenty vision. To be fair, if there's anybody coming to this conversation blind, it's probably Bridie and I. Right? Yes, yes, uh-huh. that's aha. Uh-huh, that's right. <laughs> well, I sent you a text earlier, and I was like, I was making all these blind jokes. <laughs> what if I, I couldn't read it? I, well, I was like, I wonder if she has someone reading her text for her because I actually had no idea. Was, I thought it that, was quite funny. I thought it was like the accessibility feature on your phone that read like dictates yeah, the right. text. Yeah. So you had. Eye cancer. Yes, man. So, what is eye like? Eye cancer. How does that work? Well, I didn't know what it was either. Um, moved from Newfoundland to Nova Scotia when I was fourteen, and saw an eye doctor just for, or I guess an optometrist, just for my regular checkup. And they had that fancy retinal scanner, and the eye doctor said, "You know, she's got a little freckle on her eye. We're just going to monitor it." And as things usually go, you tend to not pay attention to things, and uh, you know how. How old was I when I was diagnosed? 27? Like, whoa. Yeah. So I guess oh, so this is recent. that freckle turned cancerous at some point. What is an eye freckle? Is you that... might have them too. It's like an eye nevus. It's almost like a mole in your eye. I think I have one actually. Yeah. Do so you? get it checked. Do you know where it is? Let's see. You can... Are you talking about that dark thing underneath your... There's like a, mm. like a gray dot, I think. Yeah, I see it. I can't really see it. Yeah. So okay. I didn't have one visible. Can you see this, Ashley? Inside. Can you see? We're looking into I Brian's can, eye. Yeah, a little bit. Yeah. Oh, Brian, get that checked. Yeah, please do. Okay. So, so yeah. Uh, so you couldn't, but you couldn't see yours. Like it wasn't something it, that you were. No, they had, they had me look into the scanner thing and I had turned my eye a weird way. And then they were like, okay, that's it. Yep. We'll just keep an eye on it. And then it just kind of fell by the wayside. So, um, you know, I fast forward to 2017 and I woke up, I just moved to Inuvik in the Northwest Territories, uh, which was frightening enough. Uh, we don't have any specialists. We've got a hospital with a couple of doctors, I think, who are just, you know, GPs. Uh, and they kind of will um, send you away when they see that you need to be sent away. And for those who, like, maybe some of our American listeners, mm. uh, where the fuck is Inuvik? We're talking about the Western Arctic. So I'm pretty close to Alaska. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Well, like I'm on there. the Arctic Ocean. Yeah. Two hours away from the Arctic Ocean. What's the, what's like the population there? 3,200. Okay. Yeah. It's little. Well. We have one traffic light. 
Uh, <laughs> I think two light. restaurants. Yeah, yeah, a bunch <coughs> of really cool young working professionals and an awesome indigenous population. Like it's Sweet. it's a good time. Yeah, yeah, but not the greatest when you're diagnosed with cancer. So yeah, shit. yeah woke up, couldn't see out of my periphery, uh, my left eye, and and I rolled over, said to my husband, like, oh, okay, I'm just gonna go to the doctor, kind of see what they say. Went to the doctor and and she took a look and said you know, everything looks fine. Your eye's not bleeding. Maybe you're tired. Uh, maybe it's just dry eye because you're not used to living in such a dry climate. You know, and, I did move from Nova Scotia. So. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure, uh, who's who's the guy? I mean, Santa drops the presents into the into your, under your chimney. Chimney, chimney. Grinch. And then takes them. Tooth yeah. Fairy puts the money on your pillow. Who's the who? What's the guy? Easter the Sandman puts the shit in your eye. Oh yeah, yeah. Sandman paid me a visit that night. Yeah, I'm pretty sure. And I I'm pretty sure he that... like lives up there. Like him and Santa. Are I think all of uh, all of like those holiday creatures live up there. Yeah, yeah. I'm pretty sure. Mm-hmm. So okay, okay. So, yeah. so too much sand in the eye. Yep. Sent me you. home, and I said okay, yeah. So then I and she said if you have any other problems, maybe come back tomorrow if it hasn't resolved. So I wake up the next morning. I'm like, fuck. No, it's still the same. So, so it, like you literally went to bed one night, you woke up the next day and you're like, see. oh, I can't see. When you say periphery, yeah. like, so was like, it like there was a, a black, like a darkness there? It was almost like it was blurry. Like somebody had put saran wrap over half of my eye. Oh, weird. Yeah. Oh, and what, what if you looked all the way to the left? Was it, no? did no. it obscure it, your vision more or was it still? Or was it like was following it cons- with you? Yeah. Yeah. It was, I, I don't know. Okay. To, yeah. No, it was just almost like half of my vision was gone. So Fuck, went back weird. to the doctor and she was like, I, Ashley, I really don't know what to tell you. It doesn't look bad enough for me to send you out of here type of thing. You're also, you know, I'm 27. No one ever would have thought that could be something like eye cancer. And so, like how, like, I think this is the first time I've ever heard of eye cancer. Yeah. I didn't even know it was a thing. So like how common is it? Ooh, um, I believe the stat in the United States is about 2000 people a year. So it'd be far That's less in Canada. Yeah. Um, right, so like, what are the odds that this person in like a population of thirty two hundred village like town? What is the uh, what are the odds that they are one of the people who is, has eye cancer? Right, right, now, right, yeah, and I don't even think that the doctors I saw knew that eye cancer was a thing either. <laughs> yeah. Right, it true. says this year an estimated thirty three hundred adults, um, eighteen hundred men and fifteen hundred women in the United States will be diagnosed with primary intraocular cancer. Uh, most new cases of primary intra- intraocular cancer this year will be melanoma. Mm-hmm. Okay. Interesting. Yeah. Very interesting. So mine was uh, called uveal mel- melanoma or choroidal melanoma, I guess because it was in the choroid area of my eye. Whoa, oh, that's yeah, crazy. Yeah. Because yeah. I thought melanoma was only skin. Yeah, and it's not, I don't think it's directly related to actual skin cancer, but it does have something to do with the pigment in your eye, is my pigment. understanding. I try not to read too much about it because it scared the shit out of me, obviously. Right. Uh, but, you know, um, it's, it's treatable. So I guess I'll go back to, you know, being diagnosed in, in uh, Yellowknife. So I ended up being flown to Yellowknife. And then that doctor looked in my eye and said, you've got a, um, you've got a mass. He didn't call it a tumor, but he said a mass. So sorry, it, it didn't get like, it wasn't getting better over the next few days or whatever. And eventually no. they're like, we got to get you, we got to get this really checked out yes. from somebody who's, who's who an eye doctor. This, yeah. yeah. Okay. So I saw an ophthalmologist in Yellowknife and he said, I'm going to send you to a retinal specialist because this looks like it's on your retina. Went to the retinal specialist and he said, I'm going to send you to the tumor guy. 
And that's when I got a little scared because I said, okay. This was the first time you heard that word? Uh, yeah, because again, didn't know that you could yeah. have a cancer in yeah. your eye. So, Holy yeah, got sent to the, the tumor guy in September. And then it was December 27th, 2017. They called me because I was in Inuvik. It was a very dark, dark winter and Christmas. Uh, fun fact, the sun doesn't rise for the whole month of December. And oh, well. I was going to ask, did you think it had anything to do with like the 24-hour sunlight <laughs> yeah. that I saw that yeah. summer? Yeah, I wondered the same thing. I think my mom blames that, to be yeah. honest with okay. you. Yeah. Uh, but anyway, diagnosed with that and then um, had radiation. Radiation was five days of a, uh, they, they kind of, it's like a watch battery is what they use. It looks like a watch battery anyway. Oh, they sorry. sew it to the back of your eye. What? Yeah, the behind, behind the tumor. Wait, wait, how do they get it to the back of your eye? Yeah. Well, I, I don't know. They're I went to sleep it for it. They're like, and I don't want to think about what they did. Whoa, yeah. So they, they so you legit- don't even know. You don't even know how they did that? Well, I, I guess they rolled my eye around and and yeah. sewed it on there. But they had they they would have had to. If they do pop out. I mean, they yeah, do come out they of head. Plucked it out and then yeah. put it back in. Stuck it back in there for five days and then Holy because there was no Lord. incision, right? That you didn't have any stitches or anything. I did. Yeah, oh, you did. Yeah, stitches in the eye suck. Like in the eyeball. Yeah. So, dude, you know what they did then? Yeah, they cut. They had to cut. I think a little section out. Slide this thing behind. And then you you wake up and for five days you have to live your life with this thing sewn to your eyeball. And you feel it. And oh, well, I mean, you're drugged enough that you don't. But like they say, oh, get out and go to the mall and walk around and have like, yeah, right. Enjoy this thing in your eye. And you look like, you know, you've got your patch (laughs) on and you're miserable and you're so high on codeine that. Do you remember where on the eye they put it? Like what the, the, the name of the place of the eye, like what part of the eye? Where no. this like this watch battery got inserted? No, I'm looking at like like the she structure was, of the eyeball. She said it, you said it was a choroid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it was in the it was a choroid like area, up top, yeah, or right behind or, your eyelashes, or in the bottom as well. The choroid, I think, is all of this. Man, eyes are eyes are. What I think literally like the craziest thing about our entire body. Absolutely, and I was always and terrified of anyone touching my eyes. Like, I can't you know, putting a contact in my eye is hard enough, and then I'm like, and I have eye cancer. Yeah. First of all, are they going to try to take my eye out? Is this curable? Is it treatable? Is it going to be too big that they can't treat it using um, radiation? They call it brachytherapy. Is that's the word that, uh, that I lost? Brachytherapy radiation. Okay. I think they use it for prostate cancer as well. And, and brachytherapy is this? Is this? It's like a radioactive thing in your eye. So, so it's literally like a little piece of radioactivity. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And I saw a really special doctor in Edmonton who uh, designed it specifically for me after you're doing a CAT scan and it was quite the operation. Yeah. Is it something that typically happens to older people? Uh, Yeah, I think mostly in their mid fifties. Now my oncologist in Edmonton has noticed that there are a lot of young women uh, light hair, light eyes that do tend to get this melanoma. So they're trying to to see if there might be a connection with um, sun exposure. Yeah, and <laughs> you know, of course, when you're diagnosed with cancer, you think, "What have I done to deserve this?" Or what What did I do that caused this? I mean, I didn't mm. smoke, I didn't drink to excess, you know, uh, but I did lay in a lot of tanning beds. Yeah, mm. we so, did. You did you wear the the glasses I when you did, lay? I did, I did, but I 
I can't think of anything else that, you know, we, I'm a young, healthy did person. Did you wear like sunglasses all the, did you protect mm, your eyes from not, the sun? No, and I do love the sun. And I don't like, that is just probably perpetuates the whole like blaming the person who's gotten cancer thing. But I, I want, I always wonder the same thing too. I'm like, there's, there has to be some sort of trigger for it. It's mm-hmm. not that we obviously we're irresponsible, but it's just like, yeah. we live in well, a... Well, we, I think, you know, we live in a time where... I, it's just a. I, I honestly think it's like a. It's it's a lifestyle thing. Like there, we there's so many things that we do on a daily basis, and also we're at a time where we've been around so long, and the certain things that we that we have to do, whether it be you know eating food or drinking water, like our environment is 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 rife with shit that can just give you cancer. Exactly. Like, yeah. We, and and our like, you know, when you look when you look back at the. Um, the what was the, the like the food guide pyramid like dude that's just a fucking cancer pyramid like it's mm-hmm. like the, the the old one the one or the old one maybe it's the same but like what we were taught as kids of like you know they revamped it recently but yeah it was definitely like i mean we just live in a time where like no one no one if you live long enough you are not going to escape cancer it's going to it's no. going to fucking happen but the the thing crazy However, the thing that's crazy though on that point the thing that's crazy is like we sleep with like our cell phones well i mean i, I sleep do. with my cell phone like probably a foot and a half to two feet away from my head. I always, when I sleep, I literally always have my cell phone um, your pillow. on my gooch. Okay. I just sleep with it between, I'm just like, you know. Yeah. Sometimes I wedge mine right between my ass crack. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah, exactly. Because like the like subtle vibrations for like notifications through the night, it just relaxes That's, me. Yeah, there you go. That's my sleep. Yeah, yeah. yeah we're, we're heading straight for uh, some butthole and ball cancer. Right? Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. I guess. Yeah. Um, but to come back to the tanning bed thing, we yeah. just did a, Brian and I just did an event for Melanoma Canada. Um, uh, Melanoma Network uh, Canada, I believe. Yeah, is the name of like it's it's like the Melanoma Society for Canada. I believe, I believe it's Melanoma Network Canada. Um, it was a fundraiser. It was their first like fundraising gala, and throughout the the space they had had you know they had some like booths set up to like spread awareness. Tanning beds in them. And, yeah, yeah. And there was tanning, there's free tanning beds for everybody. Yeah. No, but they were they were basically like they had this they had this uh, well they had this booth with sunscreen. I didn't even know this was a fucking thing. You, it was um, SPF. SPF 110. Oh, geez. Which is, yeah, yeah it was crazy. Um, but at that little booth, they, they had this whole thing. It was like, it was like the dangers of tanning beds. I'm like, dude, they're really, really not it's good for you. probably one of the, my, my like, I, I, Biggest I, regrets. I don't have any regrets. Well, I, I usually say that I don't have any regrets, but like definitely you don't regret just saying that you put your cell phone in your ass crack no not at all hmm. <laughs> uh, because i don't do that and people know that so uh but the the the, the thing is i i went to the tanning beds when when i was like 16 and and um i used to not wear the glasses because and I'm the one with eye cancer <laughs> well so i was going to make the point when jeremy was and when you guys were talking about like increasing increasing your odds or like maybe subjecting yourself to factors that that might increase your odds like my um, great aunt lived to be 90 years old and she must have smoked like 15 packs of cigarettes a day. It was like, it was disgusting how much mm-hmm. she smoked and she basically died peacefully of old age. Mm-hmm. And like you think of all the people who get diagnosed with lung cancer who have never smoked in their lives. And like, of course doing things like that can increase your risk, but it doesn't mean that it will definitively 
give you cancer, right? Yeah. Like sometimes there's, it's there's just things luck of the that, draw, man. It right. just happens to you. Yeah. yeah. And right. if and if anything, it's it's really taught me a lesson. I went to the north to squirrel my money away and save for my big house and my family and and now I've done what, two trips to Europe in six months and you know, it's really kind of changed my perspective completely. Yeah. Yeah. You know, totally. what, what did I think about when I was diagnosed? Oh, now I'm not gonna get that nice big house I always wanted. It's like, okay, am I gonna get to be a mom? Am I going to get to go to London and see the Spice Girls? Like, yeah, you know? yeah. Well, okay, so coming back to when you were going through the uh, brachiotherapy? Brachytherapy. Brachytherapy. Um, did, was that, uh, was it successful? Like, yeah. was it something that they, they, when it was done, they went, oh, yeah. So we, we hope that it's a one and done. Sometimes it isn't for some people and they end up having their eye removed. Uh and then in other cases, so kind of how it goes is 50% of people that get this cancer have it metastasized to their liver and oh. then it's fatal. So it's really scary shit. Oh, whoa. Yeah. Do you know what the connection is there? Like uh, how the eye bone's connected to the liver Oh, bone? yeah. So the, I guess where the <laughs> cancer starts is a very vascular area. So uh, it runs through the blood, right? right and it's right. filtered through the liver. So in about five years is typically when people will see metastasis. So kind of a neat thing that came out of the States was this, um, this biopsy that they do. So you had the option to do this biopsy to tell you really what your chances are of survival for the next five years are. And I said to my parents, absolutely not. And they said, no, absolutely, you're doing that. Uh, so I did. And uh, what, why, why didn't you want to? I just and didn't want to know if I was going to have scary. a death sentence. Yeah. Like, what, was, so what made you change your parents. mind then? Did, my like, what, par- and my parents it? still had full control of me at 27, 28 years old. Yeah. Uh, anyway, it had the, had the biopsy. So you go through the, the radiation and, and that was hard enough. And then you have to wait a month and a half to find out what your real, you know, your fate is. Uh, and it's not always correct, right? It's, it's statistics. But anyway... Uh, you can either be a, a 1A, a 1B, or a 2, I believe. What you really want is to be a class 1A. Is like, I think it's a, a 2% chance of metastasis in the next five years. Uh, they may have proven it to be now 0%. Mm. Either way, that's what I am. Oh, and nice. I was absolutely oh, thrilled. Yeah, March 7th was the day I got that news, and I'll never forget it. Uh, but yeah, he said, okay, is this your name? Yep. Is this your date of birth? Yep. And he flipped the paper over and it was like mic drop. Oh, <laughs> wow, yeah. It was yeah. awesome. That's uh, quite a relief. Yeah. So basically now I see my oncologist every three months for, uh, shots to the eyeball called Avastin. Jesus fuck. And what? That, How does that work? Yeah. Yeah. So as if the, the sonon radioactive <laughs> piece wasn't enough cool. for me, I now, I um, like, I mean, I literally, uh, well, you said it earlier, like it's bad enough putting contacts in. Like I tried to put contacts in for a Halloween party like two years ago. Do you remember this? I, when we were, I yeah, do. Dude. Yeah. I live with I you and was dealing so, with your frustration. I was, was so frustrated because I can't touch my eye like at all. Dude. Spent like $100 on these contacts and then so like four hours trying to get them Basically in. cried about it. Um, <laughs> but to, I mean, so that's one thing. I can't take a needle in my in a vein. Dude, a needle in your eyeball? Yeah. So it helps to prevent uh, loss of vision from radiation. So when they radiate your eyeball, they're radiating healthy tissue as well, right? To try to get rid of the unhealthy <laughs> tissue. So I have these needles every three months for the next uh, two years. I should be done here soon. 
uh, to help try to prevent vision loss. And right now I don't have any vision loss, which That's is amazing. incredible. You say it was your left eye? My left eye. Okay. Yeah. They're different colors though. Can you tell? Yeah, they are yeah. a little bit different. Like, yeah. and is that, is they that, always were. they always have been. Mm-hmm. Okay. Was it, yeah. was it painful? Is it painful getting those needles? So they give you a bunch of drops. Uh, but the only problem, the worst part of it is, is that you can't look away from a needle coming no. at you in your eyeball. You can't like, can you, know, you, can you, you blur can't, your vision? Can't like, I'm trying to think of. <laughs> and sometimes when he puts it in, do you got to look up or, da- oh. or down or like, yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know where I look. Oh I just kind of black God. out. Yeah. Yeah. I, I you just too. have to put it out of you. You hold someone's hand. And they, they put this needle in, and sometimes it's almost like there's too much liquid in there, and your eye goes black for a bit. Oh my and God. then I have my moment of panic, and then he does something else, and, and it goes away. But every three months, I deal with that. And, uh, and then once a year, I have an ultrasound and an MRI of my liver and abdomen. With the every three sure. months, are you doing that um, in the Northwest Territories? So, so it's uh, your GP doing it? Or? No. It's interesting. In the Northwest Territories, many people have to travel. Uh, so we we get flown out to Edmonton. Uh, so I usually will bring an escort. So we'll fly from Inuvik to Norman Wells, Norman Wells to Yellowknife, Yellowknife down to Edmonton, see my oncologist, and then the next day they fly you back. Whoa! Yeah. Oh my God! And that's yeah. cover. Is that all? All yeah, that covered? You, you're saying sorry. The government yeah. of the Northwest Territories will oh. fly you out. Yes. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, it was a bit tricky for me at first because. I didn't have a government job. I was working in the private sector and I am non-indigenous. So I kind of slipped through the cracks there. I had to pay a deductible to fly out and it was becoming quite expensive in the beginning. And of course, once you get that cancer stamp, then it's okay. You really do need to be traveling out of here. So they cover all costs now, which is excellent because I want to stay in the north, right? I didn't want to have to make the move. And I'm sure they want you to stay up there too, right? Like I would hope so. yeah, Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Because there, there is like it is a, a bit of a push to like bring people up that way to to fill you know healthcare professionals yeah, yeah totally. definitely mm-hmm. <clears throat> man that's that's so wild what a like how long is that trip to get to so I leave. Edmonton for for just to get a fucking needle in your eye and then go home yeah and sometimes I'll shop and go to Walmart because we obviously don't have one of those in Inuvik <laughs> right it's right. thrilling yeah and we'll go sushi and bubble tea and everything we can't get. Uh, it's, so I leave at one o'clock in the afternoon from Inuvik and I land at seven in Edmonton. Okay. That's pretty efficient. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah. what's the time difference? No time difference. Oh, there's We're a, on mountain okay, time. Yeah. Okay. Do okay. you have, um, do you have, do people give you like a list of things that they want from Walmart when you're going, it's like, I'm going into town. Yeah. Do you know what the weirdest request I had, uh, was salt and vinegar popcorn seasoning because they like to put it on their wings. Mm. Oh, what? No so way. I brought back a few containers of salt wings. and vinegar popcorn seasoning. Yeah. What do you miss the most up there that you can't get? Uh, it's probably sushi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Do you guys- uh, so I've learned how to make it now. Yeah. You become quite resourceful. I was going to say, there must be some decent fish coming out of the You would think, ocean. but there's not. Really? No, no, unless you're fishing it yourself, and I, I don't fish, but yeah. That's, fair. That's crazy. Do you guys know, so this is an aside, but um, uh, so... We were talking about that. Jaron Taylor and I were talking about this yesterday. There's this uh, this thing. So people who vape, um, oh, yeah. there's this thing popcorn that, lung that they're getting called popcorn lung. Yeah. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. And um, and what popcorn lung is actually um, the reason why it's called popcorn lung is because it's um, 
a, a, a disease that was being found in people who worked in popcorn flavor factories. I think it's just like popcorn flat factories. So it was, it was microwavable like, popcorn flavor, like the things that they're the chemicals that they're using yeah. to flavor that in the factories. It, <laughs> like breathing that in all day was yeah. causing this like bubbling in in their lungs. Gross. I think the technical term for popcorn lung is like bronchial obliterin or like bronchiolitis yeah, yeah. obliterin. Yeah. It basically just like. It sounds like emphysema. It like ab- obliterates your small airways. Because isn't that if emphysema when the when the little like I wanted to say aioli, but that's a garlic mm. dip, right? Um, yeah, the, I think, al- I think al- alveoli, 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 al- alveoli. They, they yeah. explode or they collapse or something. Uh, yeah, it's uh, the tiny sacs, air sacs at the end of the airways are damaged. So the alveoli. Or alveoli, however you prefer. The aioli. <laughs> yeah, yeah. The aioli, yeah. The, the yeah. Uh, so sriracha aioli. So we're having this debate because I was saying, like, you know, like a lot of people think, oh, well, vaping's better than smoking cigarettes. And, like, I guess they're in, in a way I can understand that. But the problem that I saw is we were doing a talk at a high school a few weeks ago. And I went in to use a bathroom. There's like 40 kids in the bathroom vaping. And like <laughs> there was not that many kids in in high, in high school that smoked, mm-hmm. you know? So like because it's like flavored vapor and people don't think that it's as bad for you, more and more kids are doing it. And they were smoking um, it in the bathroom yeah. in high school. It actually smelled pretty really, it smells nice. really, really nice. I think yeah. you can you can vape inside in a lot of places, right? Uh, no, I don't think. Probably not I don't in think high you're school, to. dude. No. That's yeah. for sure against the rules. So I was at a meeting the other day, and, a, and the guy that I was meeting <laughs> with vaped in his office, and I was like, sure. This is where <laughs> we're at, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, yeah, it's like the new, you know, it's really funny is we're going to, this is the version of, of, you know, 20 years from now, people are watching a show. 20 years, like 50 years from now, people are watching a show about the 2010s and people are vaping in their office and they'll be looking at it the same way we look at Mad Men when Don Draper's drinking like scotch and smoking a cigarette in his office and we're like, that's what fucking yeah, crazy exactly. time for those. <laughs> people just yeah. vaping in their office. And they were, and everything was carpeted at the same time. So you yeah, know that dude, tobacco just, smoke's just like clung to the space. Yeah. I have a question about post-cancer care. Mm-hmm. I'm always really interested about um, you know, they, they give you all these treatments to kill the bad cells, but then is there any sort of like, so here's how we'd like to support your recovery after going through all this exposure to radiation? Like, is there any of that? No, there hasn't really been. Uh, and that's as interesting as I've, I've put a lot of thought, I think, into post-cancer. Uh, and mostly, I guess, the mental health kind of aspect mm. uh, that... You go through all this stuff and you have this, you know, okay, am I going to die? And then I've got to go through treatment and that's scary enough. And then after cancer, you don't realize, but like then your body kind of goes through this, holy shit, what did I just go through uh, type of motion? And and it's kind of changing changing your lifestyle and changing the way you eat and, and so that you don't go through it again, almost. Um, I guess the biggest change for me is I went through a career change. I said, you know, I don't really want to be a dental hygienist anymore, so I'm not going to be. Mm-hmm. So, Why? Uh, I, you know what? I wasn't really happy doing it uh, when I was working as a dental hygienist. But then when you face your own mortality at such a young age, it's like, hey, why am I wasting time doing something I don't love? Mm. So now I'm working as a health promoter. So I get to teach about cancer prevention and mental health issues, um, pregnancy. I still do my oral health stuff. 
uh, which I do you enjoy. You look like you do. Your teeth are fucking yeah, white as shit. I, I <laughs> love <great>. to floss. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I'm happy to hear that. I love it. Yeah, but uh, nothing, nothing really as far as you know. You've had all these these treatments and and whatever um, post radiation stuff. No, I mean they they always offer counseling. Did you? What was what was your mental health journey like after like post cancer? Was it was it a struggle for you? It was. It was yeah. uh, this past fall. Uh, so I had gone through it last winter. Um, March was probably kind of the end of it, and we went on a we went on a Caribbean cruise actually um, in April May of last year to kind of celebrate being through everything. And then you go through the summer, and the summer is just lovely anyway. Came back to Nova Scotia for a visit. Uh, sun doesn't set in Inuvik, so you're out playing ball at 1 o'clock in the morning. Life's great. And then kind of settle into this 24-hour darkness, basically from October to January. And that's when all Whoa. this kind of... That just sounds hard anyway. Yeah, and then, you know, add cancer to the mix. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's not fun. How are the northern lights, though? Do you get to see Absolutely them amazing. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so I'll sit there and cry sometimes because I'm like, this is so beautiful. And I have both, both of my eyes. I can actually see this happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 I, I mean, like, it, did you, did you have to rely on, um, on any sort of like structured therapy or anything like that? Or was it more, more so your own, uh, your own journey in, in kind of, it was my own journey. Unfortunately, we do have counselors available to us in Anuvik, but Anuvik is such a small place that you know everybody, right? And I wasn't all that comfortable speaking to somebody that, you know, I might have cleaned their teeth a couple weeks ago. Right. Or, you know, they, they know everyone in my friend group. I mean, same goes for the doctors. Like, I'm mm. not, not going to have anybody there do my pap test because I go to the gym with all the doctors, you know? <laughs> so, right. yeah. Uh, it was just kind of uh, planning vacations or taking a bath because that's something I like to do or having friends over for wine and cheese or just, you know, knowing that I have a friend to call to cry to if I need to. Uh, but I got through it. It was a really, really tough winter. Uh, but the main thing is just kind of, I don't know, I pushed through it. And now I'm feeling definitely a much better, stronger uh, version of Ashley than I ever have been. Mm-hmm. I feel like I know what I want in life now. And, and I'm definitely embracing far more than I ever did. Right. I, th- yeah. I think it's so amazing that you that you um, change your career path um, based on like how you felt about the entire experience. How how is um, how has your experience informed the way that you do your job in health promotion? Oh well, um, that's a good question. Um, well, I guess I'm I'm definitely big on self uh, advocacy. So one thing I heard a lot, and this is speaking to p- people in the community, is that, you know, a doctor will say, oh, no, you, you're fine. Things look okay. Uh, but you know your body. I knew there was something wrong with me. I knew that I wasn't, you know, why, why was I blind at 27? This, mm-hmm. is not, this is not dry eye. Visine's not helping this. So, you know, we've got a um, few cancer initiatives, diabetes initiatives uh, programs that we do. And in it, I do always stress to everybody I speak to in the community that if you don't think, you don't think that the information that you're getting is what you want to hear, push, push to have somebody hear it. Sick Boy Podcast will be right back after this very short break. Hi, I'm Jesse Crookshank. Jesse Crookshank. 
I host the number one comedy podcast called Phone a Friend. Girl, let's phone a friend. Not only do I break down the biggest stories in pop culture with guests like Dan Levy and members of InSync, I do it with my own personal boy band singing jingles throughout because it's my show. It's your show, girl. New episodes of Phone a Friend. Yeah. Drop Thursdays wherever you get your podcasts. So work it, girl. Yeah, work it. Okay, that's enough. What does your job look like? Like, what is it like? Um, what, like a a day, a day in the a, life of Ashley. Day, yeah, oh, let me tell you about yeah. my job. So I work for a uh, for the Inuit Self Government. Uh, they're called the Inuvialuit Regional Corporation in Inuvik, and I oversee prenatal programs, oral health initiatives, uh, you know, cancer initiatives, diabetes, and you know, some days I'll be meeting with. Uh, you know, uh, people that kind of do STI research, let's say, in our region. Um, other days, I'm flying to remote communities like Saks Harbor and making beluga whale blubber salad with the ladies. Whoa. Called Muktuk salad. That other sounds amazing. Have you it seen is. beluga whales in the water? I have not. I've only seen dead ones, and I've eaten uh, them. How uh, is it? Is it good? It's not the best thing I've ever eaten, but... You know, I, feel I did like grow it's up, really rich. It's very rich, yeah. and if you eat too much of it, you actually get quite sick. Oh, really? Like, yeah. like, like, shit yourself sick? Yeah, shit yourself. That's throw what I was up thinking. Sick. Like, you're just like shit in oil. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah. So, totally. so I made this salad. Uh, so I flew up this pail of beluga whale blubber from Inuvik to Saks Harbor, and you chop up some cabbage, carrots, beluga, dry fish, and dry meat, which is, I think, you know, the fish that they lay out and and let hang out in the sun for quite mm-hmm. some time and uh, and the beluga and then for the salad dressing we take the beluga that we haven't used and we squeeze that oil on top of the salad Holy Whoa. Shit. yeah so it's quite rich but uh it's quite the delicacy and and people really look forward to having it so what why and, why yeah, is this your work is it healthy <laughs> yeah what's it, well it's traditional food right, right so this yeah. is this is what um you know these people the, the Inuit um, live off of, and, and this is their livelihood. And, and it's really, it's a cool, humbling job for me that, that they've allowed me to come into their communities and, and speak to them about uh, health issues. And What are the health issues that are present, like, for the Indigenous community out there? So right now we're looking at um, gonorrhea and chlamydia are on the rise. Oh, really? Yes. Um, as is diabetes. Diabetes is very prevalent, so... We try to do workshops. Uh, we just did a big workshop in February on diabetes. Type one or type two diabetes? Um, type two. Okay. Yeah, um, and we've we know we've educated members of the community so they go back to their communities and discuss with their friends and and the people that they live with uh, about how to prevent diabetes, how to treat their diabetes, and how to you know live with it. How do you how do you prevent it? Um, well, you, you definitely want to be at a good weight. Mm. Uh, you, you want to be eating healthy and you need exercise. Exercise is huge. Nutrition and exercise. Yeah. Yeah. So I work with a dietitian as well. Um, and he kind of helps along with, with that initiative, but I don't know if you've seen the movie, the Grizzlies, but yeah, I I'm going back to a uh, and I think they're playing it in July. 
Oh, and cool. I've missed out on every time they've shown it. But there's actually, I have a friend who's an extra in the show oh, cool. or in the movie. Yeah, and I'm so excited to see it. It is so good. But when, a, when you said that about diabetes, I immediately pictured this one scene in it where they're in the, the store getting groceries. And <coughs> it's just, they're, they're buying the most inexpensive groceries, the, the two like white teachers. And it's like bags of chips and chocolate bars because mm. vegetables. That's the so reality of it. expensive up there. Yeah. Like, and that's that is what it's that like. is a Nuvik as well. Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. yeah. my friend Neil was um, he he lives uh, up north and and they took two massive rubbermaids of frozen vegetables with them because they just couldn't get vet- vegetables where they're at. Yeah. yeah, we stock up on chicken and and pork and and sausages. So we'll stop in Edmonton and it's like, all right, we're off to the butcher. <laughs> yeah, and then right. we fly up uh, big old you know um, coolers. So when you land in Inuvik, most of the baggage coming off the plane is not luggage. It's always Tupperwares full of food and (laughs) cheese. And yeah. Do you think that 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 it plays a role in in the like the diabetes issue? Definitely. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I know that NWT was looking at putting a sugar tax in place and I'm not sure when they're looking to do that or if they're going to do it. But Mm -hmm. fuck sugar, man. It's so bad. Yeah. Yeah. Is it like how is it? Is there not like a way to create like. This is just dumb me thinking, but like, yes, c- couldn't we, like, ahead. isn't there a way to create like, like biodomes or some shit up there where it's like, you know, like botanical gardens. Yeah. Like to have, like, like, like to completely change the, the ecosystem within this little dome to like cultivate, you know, fucking kale, arugula and yeah, kale I mean, and avocados and fucking. We yeah, do have, yeah. I think one of the northernmost greenhouses in North America. A good friend of mine is the executive director, actually, and she's big into food security, insecurity. And mm-hmm. um, she, what's great about growing in the summer in Anuvik is that the sun doesn't set, so your vegetables are growing at a very rapid rate. Right. Yeah. Uh, but unfortunately, you don't really grow enough throughout the season to be able to freeze it or um, to, to preserve it to until sort of get you through. Yeah. So we all survive off of frozen vegetables. My dietitian friends tell me that frozen vegetables are just as good. So. Mm-hmm. I've heard that too. Throw my meals better yeah. than a can. But it was so nice when I was over in England. I had a fruit salad with pomegranate and fresh blueberries and strawberries, and I could have cried. It was <laughs> that good. <laughs> yeah, the things that you take for granted. Yeah, I want to. Um, I want to shift things back to uh, to your experience with your eye yeah. eyeball cancer. Um, I, Technical. I'm curious to. <laughs> I'm curious to know what the experience was like in like. The first time you you heard the word cancer, and and also what it was like telling your family, mm. uh, especially being like further away from them. Yeah, so hearing the word cancer, oh, I can't even explain it. I was almost like I've blocked it out of my memory. But I'd go to sleep at night, and I would wake up thinking like, no, that, that that's not actually happening to me, is it? And then I got the phone call, and I knew when I got the phone call what it was going to say. I just had a feeling. And she said, hi, you know, it's so-and-so from Dr. Weiss's office. It is, in fact, a choroidal melanoma, and we're going to treat it on this day. And here's all the dates, and don't worry, I'll email them to you. And um, I called my husband, and he was at the house within, I think, three seconds. Like, I don't even, definitely didn't put a seatbelt on. And, um, you know, just crawled into bed. He didn't know what to say. I didn't know what to say. Yeah. Other than, like, fuck my life. Like, what is, what's my future going to be? So then I called my mom, and I think her words were just, oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, no. Okay. Uh, okay. 
And she was, I think, dumbfounded. Shocked, yeah. Oh, yeah, just totally. My sister called just hyperventilating, of course, but uh, that's how Vic is. Uh, but radiation day came and I had my aunt from Newfoundland. My mother flew up from Nova Scotia. My sister was there. My husband was there. Uh, and I had so much love and support. I had my cousin made bracelets for everybody to wear. Um, my father and I both have matching evil eye tattoos now. Um, I just, I had so much support. I flew back to Inuvik after my radiation and my fridge was full of food. <laughs> full of yeah. food. From the community? From the community. You know, the fire department had donated money for all the expenses that we had to face in Edmonton with having to rent out a condo and, and have meals for everybody. And, and yeah. Was, um, was it hard to go back um, and like leave all your family after having that support system while you're going through the radiation? Yeah, it was tough because I knew my husband, he's pretty busy at work, so he had to get back to work. And I remember I was pretty pathetic looking. I was in the bathtub and of course couldn't see anything because my eye was patched and my mom was giving me a hand. And I just looked up at her and said, can you please come back? She's like, oh, darling, okay, I will. <laughs> so she flew up to Inuvik and she was, uh, she was like, I'm never coming up there to visit you. Why are you going there to begin with? That's too far from home. <laughs> anyway, she's now been up three times. Oh, well, you just get cancer. It. Just get cancer. Yeah. And, yeah, Every, but, yeah. Anyone will do whatever you ask them That's to right. then. Yeah. So, yeah, so she came up and I had her support for a, probably a good week. She kind of got everything cleaned up in the house and made me food and... That's awesome. Yeah. Is there, is there, um, I know that you said that there's a possibility that it's like zero to 2% of mm -hmm. it metastasizing, but like, is there a fear that down the road you might lose your eyesight or that there's like a possibility that the work that they did could cause challenges down the road? Yeah. So every time I go to see my doctor for that giant needle in the eye, he does take a look and a scan uh, to see how the tumor is looking. And right now he said, you know, it's a scar. But I have heard of people in my, you know, I've got a support group on Facebook, Ocular Melanoma Support Group. And okay. I've met some incredible, awesome people through that. And, you know, they share their experiences. And some people have chosen to have their eye enucleated. Enucleated is the word for eye removal, which is an awful word. Enucleated? Enucleated. Jesus. Can we change <laughs> that word? Like it terrifies me. <laughs> it sounds yeah. like obliterated in some way. <laughs> yeah. Enucleated. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. I don't know if that time ever comes for me. I do think about it. And I think about, you know, that 2% chance of, of cancer metastasizing to the liver. And, you know, there's no cure right now for it. But uh, it's something that I think about, but not as much as I thought I would. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. Now I'm... No, I'm just living life. How yeah, and like what's you know, I, <laughs> which is I, awesome. I think it's great that that you don't really think about it too much. I mean, what like what's the? I think it's good to have it in the back of your mind to maybe have like thought like a contingency plan of like, all right, well, what 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 kinds of things will I have to incorporate into my life, whatever. But like to to wallow in that or to like worry about that. But it's also that like that's but, not, that might not even. But happen. you don't have to like, wallow just, or, or worry about it. Like it's the same way that you look at your CF and dying down the road totally. and, and use that as motivation <laughs> to live your life to the fullest. And like that's what exactly. it sounds like yeah. Ashley's been doing too yeah. since. Well, and that's recovery. what I mean by when I hear you say like I'm not thinking about it as much as I thought I might. I think at like I because I, I feel like if I came down with cancer, I would I too would think I'm probably going to start fucking thinking about this more than I might maybe should maybe more than is like maybe per, per, perhaps healthy. Mm -hmm. Um, I think it's good to not really yeah. get but, too caught but also up if in you were like, the future of it. But though in the, and also kind of in the same way that you live your life, Jerry, like if, if you were thinking like, Oh, I might lose my sight down the road. So I'm going to use this as motivation to like 
go and like if you didn't live in the in the north to see the northern lights or like yeah, go or and go see all these see like the amazing now that I have both my eyes right yeah. exactly and yeah. and just because you're thinking about the possibility of going blind like of course you don't want to wallow in it and overthink it too much and let it consume you but like at the same time if you have a healthy relationship with the possibility of that being your reality down the road then it can just help to like motivate you to to go in and experience those things now right yeah you're and exactly what you're, right what you're saying is just be present yeah. 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 <laughs> you know what I mean? Because you're motivated by your fear of going blind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And it could happen. I mean, I've had friends that have lost their vision after two or three years after, you know, post radiation. Mm-hmm. Um, my tumor wasn't very close to the ocular nerve or optic nerve, sorry. So I think I, I probably have a pretty good chance of preserving it. And if mm-hmm. I don't, if I lose vision on my left eye, at least I have my right. That's right. You know, yeah. if I see out of my right eye, fine. Yeah. And, you know, some days is better than others in my left eye, for sure. I mean, sometimes my left eye gets pretty dry, but, and I know it's dry eye now. Right, Uh, right. But, yeah, no, I'm definitely living a very different life than Ashley pre-cancer. And as stupid and cliche as it sounds, too, it was like, you know, it wasn't a blessing or a gift in any way, but it was was definitely a harsh reminder. Yeah. um, You know, to just stop sitting around and not doing what you want to do in life. Well, on that, on that note, or go ahead. I, I just want to ask you if you could tell us about your tattoo, because around the same sort of thing that you're sort of speaking about is like, it looks to get an evil eye tattoo seems kind of funny. And I'm just wondering if, if, if there's any sort of symbolicness to that in terms of like, I have a special power now. Yeah, well, that's it. Well, I mean, the evil eye, we just, my father and I were just like, it's kind of badass. So let's go with that. Uh, but for me, it's on my left wrist. It's on the left side of my body, um, and it's a constant reminder, you know, of where I've where I've been and where I'm going and and what I want in my life. And yeah, just not to forget where you came from. Mm-hmm. Cool. Yeah. What what what? Out of everything, out of all the, you know, the the, the entire experience of of ocular melanoma, what would you see, say is the biggest thing that um, this has taken away from you? Oh, I don't think it's taken away much, honestly. Uh, I think it did a lot of like coolness from you when yeah. you had to wear an eye patch. Like, like yeah, I mean, that's eye patch I'm not is like kind of like it's kind of like the lamest thing ever, to be honest, right, guys? Yeah, Come it's on, the coolest thing ever. <laughs> yeah, it's funny. My so I did go to the mall when I had my my thing inserted into my eye, that awful watch battery, and my best oh. friend drove up from Calgary, and my sister was wheeling me around the mall in Edmonton, and she had. Uh, I don't know what the song is called, but they see me rolling yeah, yeah, right. and I'm there with my eye patch on. I just look so <laughs> exhausted anyway. And I look back at that now. I'm like, you know, I was so badass as embarrassed as I was, you know, being wheeled around with a silly little eye patch on. Uh, nobody knew exactly, you know, like, oh, did she lose her eye? What's going on with that girl? I remember kids looking at me and maybe just so bitter, like, oh, I wish I was you right now. You know, kids are uh, just like, look at that pirate in the, yeah, in the wheelchair. Yeah. But, uh, but yeah, I don't know. I would say it hasn't really taken, it didn't really take much from me. What would you say is the biggest thing that it's given you? Oh, God. No. I, confidence for sure. Um, and I don't know, the, just the ability to be present and um, just the perspective change. Mm-hmm. Total perspective change. Co- confidence in what sense? Um, I know who Ashley is now. Right. Yeah, I was never, I was always very shy. I wouldn't say like I wasn't a go-getter, but I'm definitely more of a go-getter now. Yeah. Yeah. 
yeah, I was just kind of complacent and happy with what I was doing. And, you know, like I said, just wanted that um, pit, white picket fence and that pretty little house and, and the babies and just that. And now I'm like, oh, let's go see the world. Let's let's spend our money and have fun. Well, we can because tomorrow you could get the call. You have ocular melanoma. Yeah, right. You've got a 50% chance of survival, you know? Like mm-hmm. it's, Yeah. Isn't it isn't it crazy how experiences like that can change what what you want or what you think you want? Um, because mm-hmm. like it's not like when you were living your life because you wanted that like white picket fence mm-hmm. and like beautiful house and stuff. It's not like it's not like that's a bad thing either. No, it's like not. It's like that, but it's just it's just interesting the way that it like cha- totally changes what it is that becomes important to you in the moment. Like, mm-hmm. uh, I don't know. I find it so fascinating and I find it, uh, amazing that it was able to like put you on a different track that I think that it sounds like you're happier with now. Yeah. Yeah. My job, my life in general, I'm much, I'm much happier, Ashley, for sure. Well, I gotta say, uh, I'm, I'm elated that you, uh, found, we found like, carved out a space of time while you were here in, in Halifax to, to have you on the mics. This is really, thanks so much. Really awesome. Thank you. Um, and thank you all so much for listening. We hope you enjoyed it. Uh, we'll be back next week with another wonderful episode. Who knows? Maybe Bridie will be here. I, I don't know. I, I kind of just dragged you into this one. I'm auditioning for a permanent position. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) What's it like if, if you, if you stay here long enough, then you just get the spot. It's like common law marriage, kind of like that type of deal. That's how it works. That's how it works with podcast hosting. Yeah, I think so. So see you, Tay. Um, uh, but, uh, in the meantime, if you want to support, um, sick boy podcast and what we're up to, uh, Again, we're we're an independent podcast now. We we are no longer a part of a network, and uh, and it feels good. But it also means that we're relying on you, the listener, to to support us. So there's a couple of different ways you can do that. You can go to Apple Podcasts and leave a rating and review and hit the subscribe button. It's always good to keep us up there on the up um, on the iTunes charts. Yep, and, and then, then uh, you can go to Patreon.com/slash/SickBoy, and that's where you can really help uh, kind of keep us chugging here there's lots of cool stuff going on there we recently recorded um <coughs> june's host episode uh, yeah. which is up there there's a couple of host episodes back you can go listen to there's our discord community that you can be a part of yeah there's uh there's love letters and patches there's yeah. tons of cool stuff there but if you want to know more about it just go to patreon.com slash sick boy and uh thank you to the amazing band jamesy for the intro and outro music, but you made it when you're take part. So, so thanks for being that. Band so once. that was better uh, then. Not that it was better than that. You're not who you are now. And that do you, you think we'll ever change our you, intro song? Maybe. I don't know. I don't know either. Do, I was thinking about do you that think that we would, I don't know. Sometimes I think like maybe we'll just get a Jamesy song. Yeah, we could. Yeah. Well, that's, well, that's for that's that's a conversation another for another day, yeah. <laughs> but maybe that'll be on the host episode sometime <laughs> yeah, soon. Perhaps. I told you to pick that song. Do you remember that? Did you? Yeah. No, it's a great you song. You were like, though. you were like, what song? What kind of what kind of tone? And I said, do the what's the married couple that have the medical podcast? Sawbones. Yes, Sawbones. I said, pick the one that sounds like the Sawbones theme song. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's so yeah, that's so crazy. Wow, look at that. Uh, um, and then also, there. thank you to uh, Donovan the Meerkat Morgan for the amazing sound design. He's also in a band too. Um, yeah. and they're really great. The Royal so, North. So maybe uh, maybe we'll have a Royal North track. Um, just playing right now for for a little bit oh there you go donovan yeah <laughs> hope that's okay for your band and uh the rights to your music and uh and play us out with this one donovan just play the whole yeah. episode out with your uh, royal north so I, it's kind of a fitting 
band name for this conversation, the Royal North. Yeah, you know, there we totally. go. Totally, but don't don't put your band name song in the intro. Don't do that. No, don't do no. that. Don't do that. No, we're not giving you permission the for outro, that, Donovan. Keep Just for here. now. Okay. Okay. Uh, that is it for this week. I'm Brian. I'm Bridie. I'm Jeremy. And I'm Ashley. And this is Sick Boy. Yeah. For more CBC Podcasts, go to cbc.ca slash podcasts.